Good morning, and welcome to Mayflower Congregational Church. Here at Mayflower, we believe that faith is a journey, God is good, Jesus saves, and the Spirit leads us toward faith, hope, and love as we honor the dignity of all God's children. We are so happy that we're able to continue this journey of faith together in our live stream service. I am Reverend Ruth Bell Olson, and together with Reverend Dr. Jonathan White, we are your interim pastoral team. This morning, Dr. Julia Brown, our musical director, as well as Emily Smith, is here who is serving as our cantor. We are making great strides with the pastoral search process. This week, our pastoral search committee will be presented with candidates that have been vetted by the Vanderblumen Group. Please continue to pray for our search committee and the selection of our next leader. Jim Rogers, who serves as our church moderator, is with us this morning with more news. Good morning, uh, Mayflower members and friends. So good to be here today. As your moderator, it is my pleasure to give a brief review of 2020 and share a quick preview of the 2021 budget. It has become almost passe even to mention how uniquely challenging this past year has been. All who are tuned in today to this service know firsthand how our resilience has been and continues to be tested. We have all had to rethink and reimagine what daily life looks like. What was commonplace has become a puzzle to be solved and resolved again and again throughout the evolution of the pandemic and its constant presence in, well, just about everything we do. On the bright side, uh, pajamas have become acceptable business attire now. I guess we take small victories where we can. A church was not spared the impact of COVID, as you all know. Our experiences as members of Mayflower have been altered this year. Many of us have not stepped into this sanctuary since last February, and we miss it. Uh, we miss the solidarity. We miss the special feeling we have when we're here live. We miss the social interactions, worshiping together in person is a part of how we all experience and celebrate our faith. We crave that, we want it back, and we will have it back. Now, the vaccines are one of the lights at the end of the tunnel, and in the face of these challenges, these temporary, and I really want to emphasize temporary, they don't seem like it, but they are temporary challenges, our faith in God and our support for the mission of Mayflower, they do not waver. They cannot waver. This is worth repeating, I believe. Our faith in God and our support for the mission of Mayflower, our church, we will have it back to normal sometime this year. That commitment does not waver. We take the long view and we understand that this, all of this, this will pass. In spite of the parts of 2020 that we would just as soon forget, uh, the virus whose name I shall not repeat, uh, the departures of Pastors Mark and Lynn, the retirements of uh, longtime office manager Beth Shimko and longtime business manager Lou Bardos, 
2020 did bring us significant reasons for celebration. We gained two beloved interim pastors in Jonathan and Ruth, and thank you so much for all you do and for the seamless transition. Our new office manager, Amy Herman, and our new business manager, Andy Ellie, uh, these are very talented, dedicated additions to Mayflower, and we are truly fortunate to have them with us. Uh, one day, you may even get to meet them. Unlike many churches and small businesses and nonprofits, in 2020, Mayflower was able to maintain its staff without cutting jobs and without cutting hours. This is remarkable. Now, this could not have been done without the continued support from this committed congregation. And to all of you who contributed to Mayflower and its ministry in 2020, a very heartfelt thank you. And while we could not meet indoors, our Youth ministry, Bible studies, and other groups were able to meet outside under the beautiful portico, physically distanced until pretty late in the year, thanks to the kind weather we had this fall. And when the weather turned, well, they turned, like we all turned, to Zoom. So standing here in the sanctuary reminds me that while we could not celebrate some of our favorite services in 2020 as we normally would, Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve outdoor celebrations were just nothing short of special. Additionally, the Christmas music productions by Julia and Scott and others were just spectacular. And as the year came to a close, our pastoral search committee made excellent progress, as Ruth mentioned, securing four highly vetted candidates selected for interviews this coming week. This puts us slightly ahead of schedule, potentially allowing for the hiring of our new senior pastor in the April time frame. Uh, look for updates in the next couple of weeks. A profound thank you to the search committee and to Ginger Young for her leadership as committee chair. So before I close, I would like to give a brief budget update for 2020 and 2021. 2020 is easy. Thanks to your stewardship, we met our 2020 budget obligations even with the considerable and unbudgeted expenses of a pastoral search. For 2021, we have scaled back the church budget by more than 20% versus 2020. We plan, plan to maintain our staff fully, which is a great blessing. We've reduced our administrative budgets as much as we feel we can. Where we thought we may need to reduce our outreach to 3 to 4%, of the budget, we are thrilled to report that the 2021 budget commits at least 10% to outreach. If we can give more, we will. Outreach has been a hallmark of Mayflower since my family joined, and that trend will continue for 21. At last count, we've received pledge cards from 202 households, tallying roughly $720,000. Thank you so, so much to all who have pledged for 21. We're in the process for applying for this round of the Paycheck Protection Program, also known as PPP, which are the stimulus funds made available through the federal government. Even with the anticipated stimulus funds, we are still roughly $80,000 shy of the 2021 budget needs. I would like to personally thank Ken Goodson for his admirable work as this year's stewardship chair his considerable efforts got us about 90% to the finish line. The remaining gap 
equates roughly to our outreach commitments. Put another way, we are counting on the remaining pledges to fulfill our charitable giving promise. I'm confident that we, as committed stewards of Mayflower's mission, can and will fill this gap together. Final budget details for 2021 will be posted next week on the Mayflower website and sent by email and hard copy in Jonathan's newsletter. It is my privilege to serve as your moderator this year. I'm consistently inspired by the dedication of the church staff and the Mayflower membership. You are all what make membership at Mayflower such a special, special thing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. As always, music is a huge part of the ministry here at Mayflower, and I would like to invite Dr. Julia Brown to share with us a word about today's music. Today I'd like to highlight the song that Emily will sing uh, at our offertory time. Written by David Haas, You Are Mine. Many of the words in this song uh, spoke to me uh, as I talked to Ruth and Jonathan about the themes for today's service. Starting with the very first line, I will come to you in the silence refers to the psalm that we will hear in a few moments. And the refrain, I have called you each by name, come and follow me, uh, reminds us of the gospel story that we will hear from Mark. Written by David Haas, who is a Michigan native, he writes this text in God's voice, assuring, comforting, and encouraging. I am with you. Come and rest in me. I love you and you are mine. All of these phrases you will hear in that song. They are all reminders that no matter where we are and how low we may feel, God is always there calling us and inviting us to follow. Thank you, Julia. We are excited that the season of Lent is just around the corner. We will begin the season with an outdoor Ash Wednesday service, so please check our website for details. And we will begin our church-wide Bible reading program. All are encouraged to pick up a copy of the Messiah New Testament and follow the reading guide. We'll have opportunities for discussion and interaction over the passages that we are all reading together. There's also a family guide and a guide for the little kids. So truly, all are invited to join the Immerse Bible Reading Experience. And I have to tell you, we had a very successful can drive this week. We had literally hundreds of cans and other food items donated, and they will be given to the Salvation Army to distribute to those in need in our community. And now, let us settle into our bodies and quiet our spirits in preparation for worship. Unbounded 
Our call to worship this morning comes from the lectionary text from the book of Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, and proclaim the message that I tell you. Jonah went to the city and proclaimed the word of the Lord. And the people of Nineveh believed God. God spared them great calamity. So let us be proclaimers of the word of the Lord like Jonah, and let us believe in the word of the Lord like the people of Nineveh. Come, let us worship the God of grace and life. Please join me in our opening prayer from Psalm 62. Heavenly and holy God, our souls wait in silence. Our hope is from you. You alone are our rock and our salvation. You are our fortress and we shall not be shaken. On you, precious Lord, rests our deliverance and honor. May we today and always Find that our refuge is in you. Amen.
Our first scripture readings this morning are from Jonah and the Psalms. Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 through 5 and verse 10. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Psalm 62, verses 5 through 12. For God alone my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor. My mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up, they are together lighter than breath. Put no confidence in extortion and set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Once, God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and steadfast love belongs to you, O Lord, for you repay to all according to their work. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our next scripture reading is from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy One, in our homes, in the homes of friends, in hotel rooms, or wherever we're watching this morning. Let your spirit flow. Call us as you called disciples of old. Empower us to do your will. Amen. I love the 62nd Psalm, especially the selection that we read today. Number 62 just is full of the power of God. The writer is very clear. All his trust or her trust is in the Lord. God is sovereign. God is in charge of everything. There is complete trust in hard times and good times. When God seems close and God seems far away, God is always there. Let's listen to the first part of that psalm again. For God alone my soul waits in silence. For my hope is from God. God alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rest my deliverance, my honor, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Now at Mayflower, we in our faith tradition, we don't immerse people for baptism. But as I read that, those lines, this week, what I thought about were churches that did do immersion, going to a river or a baptismal font, a pool in the front of the church where a person is physically dipped into the water completely and they come out dripping wet, wet with holy water. And I thought about the writer of this psalm And I could almost picture 
the verses just dripping with holy water. Just dripping with God. Just covering us with grace. God is sovereign. God is in charge. Jesus said there will be wars and rumors of wars. Yes, there will be. But God is real. God is with us. Now, Mark makes that point too. And he does it in typical Markian style. When one chapter, we have a whole panorama of Jesus' life with the word immediately, Mark's favorite word. It happens immediately. What we see is a shift from John in the first part of the chapter to Jesus, to calling disciples, to God. Mark is very clear with that. It reinforces the idea that the psalmist, uh, the psalmist idea, it reinforces the idea that God is in charge. And those words from Jesus, the kingdom of God is near, just like the psalmist. Kingdom of God is near. Repent. Turn toward that kingdom. Repentance involves turning. Turning toward God. I love the way the lectionary, the lectionary is used in a lot of Protestant churches. It divides the Bible over three years and puts text together. I love the way Psalm 62 blends with that story of Jesus. But Mark is also a subtle writer. If you read the first chapter of Mark, what you'll see is in the beginning, after the good news is announced, there's John. And John does all the speaking. Jesus appears, but Jesus appears only having a vision of the Holy Spirit coming down upon him. John is doing all the talking. And then Jesus speaks the good news. The kingdom of God is near. And John is silent. Jesus calls the disciples and God's voice comes through. Jesus is silent. What does the silence mean? I think Mark had a purpose. If not, it's a great coincidence. We can encounter God in the silence. God works in the silence. God calls us in silence. 
we have an experience, contemplative, mystical, the aha moment in silence. I wonder if that's what Mark was getting at. Our psalmist certainly did. Turning back, we see once God has spoken, twice I heard. Interesting passage. The psalm begins in silence, and we hit that phrase once God has spoken. And twice I have heard. In a world of action, we can talk about God. We can discuss theology. We can read in book studies and Bible studies. And we can hear that word. But in the silence... The voice is also there. Medieval mystic Meister Eckhart said he believes that phrase, twice I have heard, is the small inner voice that we hear, the divine inside us that unites with the divine outside us. In silence. You know, the last couple of weeks have been kind of hard. We had trouble in Washington just a couple of weeks ago. And last week we remembered Martin Luther King Jr. and know that we still have to overcome racism in our country. But this morning... I want to say something to this congregation. You are part of the solution. And you've been solving. Once you heard, we asked for money to keep the ministry of Mayflower going. When our new pastor gets here, we don't want her or his first task to keep the heat on, the lights on, and the doors open. We want a healthy church. And you've done that. But you've heard twice. How do I know this? Yes, you've given to the church. Yes, we're at 90% of where we need to be. But you do so much more. During the week, many of you serve on boards of nonprofits. You're giving in the community. Many of you join the experience when our doors are open again and this awful virus is gone. You join in the experience and support the experience of housing the homeless in God's house, through IHN. 
You volunteer. You sponsor families. You're actively involved in Bethany Christian services. You're at the Salvation Army at Mel Trotter Mission. You give, you give, and you give. When we raise money and funds and goods at Thanksgiving, you were here. And it was overflowing. At Christmas, we had a special offering for the community. And you were there. We thought we were going to have to cut outreach. And now we're back to 10%. And we're going to get to 15%. Because you've heard. You are a giving congregation. You're my friends. You're one of the big reasons I love Mayflower. Thank you. I think that you've heard twice. Once from the church and once with a mystical union to your community. German theologian Dorothy uh, so, died in 2003, wrote these words about being united with God. The soul that is united with God sees the world with God's eyes. That soul, like God, sees what otherwise would be rendered invisible, sees what otherwise would be irrelevant. It hears the whimpering of starving children and does not let itself be diverted from real misery, becoming one with God in perceiving and understanding and acting. The mystical eye sees God at work. God's action is manifest. It is a mysticism of wide open eyes. There are many ways to hear that still small voice. We hear the one spoken, but we hear the other voice, and you have heard it. You are part of the solution. What I like to think that Sola was getting at in this brief reading is that a mystical connection does not have to take place with deep silence and deep prayer. Mystical connections also take place 
in the world of action. So with all the giving you do, at IHN, at Bethany, at Mel Trotter, at Guiding Light, at the Salvation Army, or if you're just taking care of one of your friends at church, you're connecting with God. You're part of a mystical network of action. There's a wideness in God's mercy, and you show it. Amen. This Sunday, as every Sunday, we have an opportunity to give to the ministry of Mayflower Church. In the season of waiting for a new leader, in the midst of a pandemic, we need your participation more now than ever. So thank you for joining us and supporting this place.
Lord, we know these are unusual days, full of uncertainty. We know that you go before us and will provide in ways we can only imagine. So please use the gifts and offerings of Mayflower for your good and your glory. Please join me now as we lift our hearts for the congregational prayer. O God, we know you are our refuge. We are to trust in you at all times and pour out our hearts to you. We do that now. And we admit that it's hard to trust, and frankly, it's hard to be human. The world feels scary and strange. So please be with us in our anguish. Be with us in our confusion. Be with us now and comfort us. Remind us that you are Lord and we are not. Lord, this morning we pray for each other. The Mayflower prayer list is long. We have experienced deaths, illnesses, and catastrophic loss. And we are disconnected from our rhythms of worship and our rhythms of community. So please, Lord, bring your comfort and your peace. We are so ready for a new day. So remind us of our love for each other. And we pray for our church. We seek your heart as we seek the right new leader for this congregation. And we pray for our community as we know there are deep spiritual needs in our neighbors. We pray for our state and our country as the transfers of leadership and the tumult of the last few weeks has been hard. We pray for peace. We pray for unity. 
We pray for truth, the kind that sets us free. And we pray for our world. It is groaning in pain. The pandemic is wreaking havoc. There is strife and confusion in every corner. But we know, Lord, as the creator, you love this world. Help us to be your hands and feet and help us to love the world with the power of your holy love. And now we pray in a unified spirit and with grateful hearts the words Christ taught. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
You are part of the solution. Once God has spoken, twice you have heard. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Continue to go with God, beloved congregation. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.